So, so what we're going to do is kind of go through some questions with them, get them engaged in talking about their niches, and then at the end we'll leave it open for you guys. If you have any questions in the meantime, feel free to ask. Um, but I want to kind of delve deeper with what you guys do because behind a lot of this is passion. And with most niches, those agents who are very successful with their niche, who've really done well with it, there's a passion behind it. It's not just a career, it's not just a job for them. There's passion. And when they can find, either the passion comes before the niche, or the niche happens and then the passion happens as a result of that. So for each of you, I'm going to ask you, what made you decide to kind of focus on what you're good at and what you're doing? Start again. Well, uh, with Sotheby's, we take a look at the, the luxury home market, but it's, it's more of a lifestyle, it's not a price range. And um, my passion, um, as has been shared with many of the, the panel here, is that I believe that you attract a living. You don't go out and sell people. People do not want to be sold anymore. And you attract a living, and you attract it by offering something that is unique and special, and that people feel special, and, and that you have to have the knowledge of, of the product. Um, you have to have knowledge of your geographics, and you've got to have something different to be able to offer um, value to people. And that also ties into where my niche is. My niche is developing online relationships and converting them into offline real-world relationships. Um, a lot of people are really sucked into social media. They think that social media is the be-all and end-all. Social media is a way to introduce yourself and Keep yourself in front of your audience, demonstrate your passion, but you need to remember to step away from the screen, get in front of the people, and take it back to the real estate world of the belly-to-belly -belly business. So getting in front of the community and getting in front of your fellow realtors, which is exactly what we're all here today. In my case, um, within this past year, you talked about developing something new within the past year. I've done the same thing. I realize I live in an area that is really desirable for many people who want to live in Toronto and want to live downtown and want to have a specific lifestyle. I'm not saying it's a luxury lifestyle because there are homes in niche market areas and streets in the Yorkville and surrounding niche area that I deal with that are for first time buyers wanting to buy their first time condo, a young student uh, perhaps, or starting a, a young professional couple <coughs> have 350 to start or 400 and they're in their mid to late 20s, and they want to be in the, the Bay Bloomer, Yorkville neighborhood, there are places for them, it's affordable, and I want to tell that to people. And I want to tell people that there are empty nesters that come down, that there's a niche for them. And there's the step up and step down buyers, there's a niche, so it's not just a particular high lux neighborhood, and I'm trying to dispel, disperse that message, and dispel that message, and build it through social media, which I've done for this past year, through uh, developing Yorkville Lifestyle, which is a Facebook business page. And I talk about lifestyle and food and fashion and show openings and cultural events in <coughs> real estate. But it's not just real estate. So people are tuning in to this that I created a year ago from 43 friendly fans that I'm a family to 1,600 and growing to every week by hundreds because it's just evolved. Great graphics, I have somebody, I, have, I don't do it myself, I have people, I ask for their expertise on the graphic and the tech side. And developing a niche, I'm really marketing and farming my area. 
and it's an exciting thing because it's like building a new business from like nothing a year ago. See the and, it's, you and I'm very passionate. I'm like giving cards out everywhere. <laughs> I think that's the, the, the general theme you're seeing here is passion. And people, like a dog smelling a bone, people can smell if you're authentic or not. And if you're not authentic about it, it's not going to work for you. But if you're passionate about anything, it could be, uh, I have a friend of the audience who is into Comic Con, things like that. And it's a passion that they'll attract. Two friends. <laughs> Two friends. <laughs> 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 That a little bit, and it's passionate. People are gonna, people are gonna be drawn to you yeah. for that. But that I really encourage Jen at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. These are ways of, of introducing yourself to the public, and the public sees you, and they determine whether you're really authentic or not, and they choose to follow you. But I'm a huge believer in referrals, agent referrals, and client referrals. That's my I'm probably over 90% referral because I walk in time. Uh, it just that authenticity. So I want to ask is, a lot of times people will fall into their niche. Sometimes it just happens, it's life circumstances, where you live. Was for you guys when you chose that focus that you wanted to go on, was that intentional? Did you fall into it or how did that kind of happen for you? My my niche, I don't know how many of you know our story, but my niche, part of my niche, I guess I'll say, is we were dumped into it. My wife and I in a certain 97. Started supporting the children here when I worked with Remax the first year. We have a thing called Miracle Home Program. Every house we sell, we donate some money to the city's program. We've donated over $140 million in the last 25 years. Remax, very common program. In 1998, we had our first child, and she was born in Sick Kids Hospital. She passed away after 20 days. And it changed the direction of my life. Before that, we could travel, and it just it, it decimated us. And the people who saved my life, they were my clients. I was brand new in the business, I had a lot of great clients though, and they saved us. They were the ones who lifted us up. And so this client group is built over the years, but most people who were there in the beginning remember this tragedy in their lives and how we turned around and done work for CNN. But it's turned into a wonderful thing. Culminating with last year and leading on this trip, it was in memory of our daughter. And uh, I'll talk about this briefly. Uh, we, it was a year ago right now at Rebar. We were planning this trip, my daughter and I, for about two years, really loosely planning. She wanted to go from our house in Ontario to our house in Costa Rica on the Warsaw. And I said, well, why don't we raise money for sick kids? She loved the idea. So how much can we raise? How much is the So I talked to Virginia Martin and some other friends in this room. And I said, it's $25,000 currency. I said, no, $25,000. So along the jury, people were following us. Mostly Remax, because Remax agents were supporting the CNN, so they got it right away. $80,000 raised now. And that's all because of our client base and everything. So that, that's become an niche. So we kind of fell into it, and back to your theme. We kind of fell into that. We didn't choose to do that route. But it's organically driven. There it, wasn't a business plan where we lose first child, you know, steps like that. It's just organic. We, we've just been led that way. I think organic is a really good word. Whatever one does, Definitely passion, and if you can connect with that, connect within, and connect with people, and be authentic in all your relationships. I find one develops a connection with one's clients, and that's what I found in the short while I've been in this business. Um, I love where I live, and I love where I work, and I 
love connecting with clients and helping them. And the fact that the brand has developed and is developing is has been through connections. And of course, I think social media, in my case in particular, is probably the biggest thing that's been my farming mechanism. Um, YouTube, which we didn't talk about, has been a huge thing for me too. I was totally terrified to get involved in video six months ago. And I asked for help from people, how do you do the iPhone thing going? And <laughs> so I started going around to New York and interviewing people. And I'm just strangers. And, and, and it takes you, so it's beyond, it's beyond real estate. It's just going out there beyond yourself. It's sort of a journalistic experience too. And just saying, this is what I do, and I'd love to connect with you and tell, tell me your story. Like this is an opening of a store, a special sale, a new restaurant. And, and it just um, has, has blossomed into a new business and a new lifestyle business. So YouTube, I have two channels which I've created with some assistance. One is just iPhone hobnobbing around the city where I live, the neighborhood. And up, another one is YouTube, the professional channel, which has really been a brand mechanism where I've hired a professional and told my story and people have connected to that, among other things, other, other um, uh, videos that I've done. So it's really getting out there and asking for help, building a brand, and just asking for help along the way. Yeah, the, the one thing that, that is consistent, aside from just our passion, is our drive to connect with people. Um, I mean, my clients become like family. I, I kind of actually feel a little empty when I manage to sell them their house or, or sell their house and then they move to Toronto to a condo with their dog and cat. Thank you, Rebecca. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's been the development of all of my relationships and it's relationships with real estate agents, clients, um, whoever the heck wants to talk to me. Mm -hmm. I genuinely love to learn what makes people tick. I love learning people's stories. So I'm hoping that that comes through in everything that I do. I started on Facebook really because I was told it was the place to be. And I used to sit on the keyboard and I would start talking to people on Facebook and I did the Twitter thing, but I didn't really get it. Everybody, most people in this room have a Facebook page. Some use it, some don't. Um, it's really an amazing tool to reach out and get to know people, not just in your own area, but in other areas. So take those relationships that you start and initiate online, pick up the phone, call them, talk to them, get out and meet them, and genuinely listen to what they are passionate about as well. I can attest to that what we're playing this. What's your number? Let me call you. Instead of chatting over the over Facebook, and doing it, you pick up the phone and call, and it makes a difference when you make It does. So much gets lost in the text translation. So I, I think that we honestly, we all need to get back to picking up the phone and meeting people in person, maybe delivering cannolis. You're supposed to work out Yeah, where are cannolis? <laughs> oh, 
fell into uh, the luxury market, um, not I can say by accident, more by reputation. And you know, to pick up on, on what you said, you know, building those relationships are, are really great, but a lot of people focus on the numbers and they forget that we are dealing with families and we are dealing with very particular certain type of lifestyle. And they are families, not files, and they're not dollar figures. And so, you know, I've always been very, very focused in taking a look at getting to know what people's needs are. When you're looking at the luxury home market, it's not just local. It's local, it's global, it's international, and people are really depending on you not to just sell the house, but to understand what, what that lifestyle is and to protect them. Because as realtors, if we are dealing with them as buyers or sellers, then do we have the professionals in place that understand what the financing is? Do we understand what the accounting is? We are not accountants, we are not lawyers, but it's very, very important when we're dealing with the caliber of people that, and, and these kind of dollars, that we have those professionals in place um, so that those answers can be given. Because it's not a matter of just coming in and writing a check and buying a property, and, you know, and going home and going, great, you know, look what I sold, I double-ended it. It's not about that. Um, if you do a really good job and you're offering something different, then you'll be compensated well for it at the end. But being focused on, on the person and their family and their lifestyle and their needs at any price range is important. And um, just one other thing that I just like to pick up from what you said, I think that we forget um, that, well I think we get confused about being connected is not communication. And when I worked for Remax, Walter Schneider always had a, um, a saying, and I, I, I tell everybody this, if you can't solve an issue after two emails, pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. And that is, I think, huge right now. Is what we need to do that. I've seen, speaking with 100, 100 the, the shift is going back from not just technology, but going back to those personal touches and communication. It's, we've lost so much in the last five years with that communication because of technology. We think it's, thinking it's advancing us and for most people it's actually raising money. So. Well, and, and depending on the mood you're in is how you read the email. Yep. Okay. That's very true. <laughs> so you don't really know if what you said is coming across the way you want it. Emojis. Lots of emojis. Yeah. <laughs> and I will receive email. You asked for a happy face emoji. <laughs> so one of the big questions, I mean, I spoke with hundreds of agents about niches and one of the things that most agents are afraid of is going too small. They think they're going to miss out, they think there's a bigger pie out there, and they can just get their hands on the pie. When you guys were starting to focus, was that something you were worried about? And once you started doing it, how long did it take to you to realize, okay, I'm doing the right thing? Because that's, for some people, it's not even only realize if I do focus, I end up getting more business. It's easier. Speaking, I've got a couple of different answers to this, but I'm to focus on this one. Um, because there's kind of before the journey and after the journey. For me. Even before the journey, I could still be on this panel talking about niches. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to formulate Go ahead. So you're asking if it's something that happens um, spontaneously that we decided when you did create it, a market or a niche market. When you did it, was it? When you were looking to get into your niche, were you afraid? Were you scared of going small? Because agents are sometimes terrified. They think they got to be 
selling in Toronto, Oakville, Milton, Halton, whatever, or selling to all people, all the all demographics, all the home So when you said you want to focus on your film, yes. was that scary for you? And was that something you just jumped right into? Definitely scary. Uh, definitely how to start it. Um, and it's a broad area. And very many different demographics are within that area, as well as price ranges. And I really didn't know. I'll say this whole thing's been a work in progress. I honestly can't say I had a plan from day one. I just am relatively new, a few years in the business, coming from other industries, uh, journalism and management properties that families involved with. So I thought this would be the next best thing to do, and I enjoyed being with people. And I took advantage of the location where I downsized and moved to. Downsized from a big, relatively larger North York home, having a family, empty nesters, downtown. How can I capitalize on my life? And how can I capitalize on where I live? And after a year of not knowing how to begin this niche market where I live, I started just evolving to create something. And it's not a plan. I think just try to maximize, capitalize on your passion, where you live, if you love your neighborhood and connect with your neighbors and all that that surrounds you, build something. So then how do you start to build it? So of course the first way is word of mouth and every the, the, the local shoemaker and places all over there where I do my everyday walking about. I don't need a car. So if I don't need a car, I go to I have to figure out I'm 12 years downtown now. Where's after there are so many shoemakers, this corner, that corner, this, so you find it, you promote this one, talk to this one, give your card out, and then salons and then dress shops and then food places, fancy ones, whole foods, value marks, all of it. So you've got a little like world, a little city all within walking distance that you don't need a car. So how can we tell that to people? Come downtown if, if you like that lifestyle, if it's affordable and all that stuff, and how can you make it work in your life for students, for young people and young couples and all the age groups? So you have a product. How do you figure out what to do with this product? So I have a product. How do I build it? So I ask people. I had social media people that explained to me. I, I knew nothing about Facebook. I couldn't barely do any technology. I really had no background. I never did it. I just called for help from the beginning. And I now can say that I've learned a ton of apps and which we never known. And I've had an iPhone and this and that. And I'm thinking, how should I buy a Mac? That's the next big step. Oh, yes. So it's all about, yes. about everything else. So I'm saying everything, every single thing in one's life should be learning. And I say to people, every day, if it's an exciting day, and you learn something new every day, you meet somebody new every day. It's really a great thing. It just like it's evolving a new later in life start this. Um, it's like starting a new business and a new career and a new family, like my own little family. And, and, and it's, it, you get by because you didn't expect it, plan it, think it would happen. Like you said, you, you can't have a business kind of what you did. No. Some people might try, but it, it comes back more organic. It was a purely organic thing that you did. If something's coming into this, you go that way towards it, right? It's, that's the organic. They want to know restaurants. Like, I'm not a restaurant critic, so I'll go with the restaurant. No, I'm a critic. Let's get Barry doesn't cook. Thankfully. I burn a water. So, bottom line, there isn't a plan for everything in life. Some things just happen. And, and that's just it. I mean, if you try to over plan everything, I think that you come across as too regimented and not genuine and real, and people don't develop trust in you. 
Um, they can't see what type of person you are. And in our business, trust is the number one thing that we have. It's the only thing that we have. People are trusting us with their biggest investment in their entire lives. Moving up, moving down, moving out, dealing with family members who have passed on and family homes. And we really, honestly, we need to get back to dealing with the people. I hear so many people, well, I'm on Pinterest, Facebook, YouTube, and, and I don't have time for everything. I, I, okay, great. Which one do you love? Which one do you connect with? Which one's the easiest for you to deal with? Pick one social media outlet and use that. If Facebook isn't your thing, fine, tweet everything. Make sure you tag people in it though so that you can actually get some conversations <coughs> going, like first person. <laughs> um, but you need to focus within the social media so that you're not coming across as scattered and people honestly believe that you are a trustworthy source, that you know what you're doing, and that, and oh, please, respond. If you're going to post a question on Facebook, or Twitter, or a YouTube video, make sure that you have comments open, make sure that you are following it, not hiring somebody else to answer for you because their personality is different. Answer the people yourself. Don't leave them hanging. One of my favorite videos that Michael Thorne ever did was a 10 second video. Ran into a room, jumped on a chair, hey, look at me, I sold a house, and ran back of the room. I see so many people working social media in that method. They post something and then they disappear for three days. Stop it. Stop it, stop it. Talk to people. They want to talk, they want to connect. People definitely want to connect again. With all the technology, we're feeling disconnected, we want to get back to having relationships with people. So did we feel that we were going too big or too small, I guess? Um, um, and, and did that, when is that fearful? Um, so if you want the honest answer, oh God, yes. <laughs> um, and uh, I guess we're going to figure that out because, um, I mean, I, I basically um, am an open air region and it's from Etobicoke to as far southwest as, as, as where we want to go. And it's delivering a completely different type of message because while everybody's out there trying to sell stuff, um, you know, I, I think my personal niche is, you know, to go out and take a look at what the needs of certain consumers are in a certain price range in the luxury home market. And there is a luxury home market in every single geographic location right across um, the province. And so uh, being able to, to tap into that, um, yeah, the answer to your question is, <laughs> but it's very worth it. Yeah. I'll come back to that now. So the, all of you are here probably, you're either developing a niche right now or you have a well-established niche. The, the, the thing to do is take a step. Yeah. And also, at least in the universe, you have to tell somebody that you're going to start a project or you'll never do it. You'll never do it. The, the only way we ever started the Morgan Trip last year was to announce the universe. Yeah, we're going to do this trip. You're committed. 
you know that's like Christy. Yeah, we'll do it. We're across the state and back down to just But you made you made the first step announcing I'm doing this trip. Position. 
And I think that's why it exploded like it did. I mean, just it ran away from us. But it was a journey from love and from the heart, and anybody who followed you really got that. Yeah. And watching Holly, which you like, we took everybody on a journey. Finally, yeah, we just loved it. This summer was amazing for me. I mean, you're great, but Holly. <laughs> <laughs> so, kids oh, I finally got to meet Marissa's <laughs> girls this summer, and honestly, they are exactly, again, they're. It, it, the entire Johnson Rattan family is exactly what you see. Maybe that's my niche. Because I live my life a little differently than most people. I, I've watched a lot of realtors 18 years in business. You see a lot of people. And I've watched a lot of people go through marriage, into other marriage, and sometimes three marriages. And my wife and I have a really deep connection. We met in the Arctic years ago and the, on different trips. We travel our lives. So our, our, we've, we've grown our business first with my, my wife and I. She's awesome. <laughs> we grow in our business from a family standpoint. Everything that we do, I, I don't, I don't sacrifice anything. My, my family is absolutely first. I'm such a higher plateau in business. Some people put themselves up there 24/7. Call me anytime. No, personally, I think that's insane. It can't be reached. The public begins to expect that. You're hurting the industry by making yourselves available every other day. Your doctor doesn't, your lawyer doesn't, your dentist doesn't. Why should we? Right. So. If, if any, really, my, I'll change my niche, my niche to my family. And everything grows, grows out from there. You were asking about marketing materials for our brand like, and our niche, and I think it goes together. In my case, you talk, we're talking here about niche marketing, and branding goes together. And every single thing, and I didn't bring any of my literature, but I have them on my iPad, all downloaded. Everything I do is branded to my work, though, shopping and with, with the wrong pictures and with the Hazleton Hotel. And it's called with an experience. It's a lifestyle experience. It's a dining experience. It's a shopping experience. It's uh, a cultural for the wrong experience. And I work with people. I bounced. I don't do this myself. And I have some experts I speak to about it. And what do you think will really catch the interest of people? And my postcards that go to my buildings and the neighborhood buildings and on my PR packages. And someone called, I love what you've sent me. I'm intrigued. I want to meet you. Your client. I don't know them, but they got it because it's got something that really brands a lifestyle, and it's not just real estate. So I really feel strongly, and also I went to a really good graphic person who designed a logo for my name. I'm not just promoting it; it's a whole thing. But if you want to do it properly, you have to pay money to have this done. Not saying enormous bucks. I really am not, but it adds up. It does add up. However, it's all worth it because I now have my Vivian Sharon logo that's colors according to the it's breast cancer month, so it's gone pink and it'll change and it's a theme and we think it through and we have meetings and we discuss what we're going to do. I just don't go winging it around, let's do this tomorrow. There is a plan in the, as we move forward. So, anyway, that's. One, one add to that is uh, one of the guests that I interviewed on my podcast is Chris mm -hmm. Suarez. He got started, his focus was open houses, and he did seven open houses a week, every day, for an entire year. He built it up to his first year, he did $32 million in sales in his first year. Now his plan, and his, his intention was, he said, I'm not going to move on to another niche until I get that to $20 million in sales. So he said, when I get to $20 million in sales, I know that I've been successful enough to do that, and then move on and add another element to his business. So depending on what your niche is, me, it's I would focus on that and get it good. 
and you can still have other business outside. So if you're going to really have a niche, it's focus on that niche, build that niche. You can still sell, you can still do other things, you can have multiple niches, but again, if you're spread yourself on two, then if you have 20 niches, you really don't have a niche. You have a business that you're trying to sell a lot of things to. So, yeah. so the map down. Yeah. I was going to ask, how long did that planning phase and those pieces take? Because I see a lot of people that get really excited about it and they want it done that week, and they don't think series of four postcards for each season and I can reuse them because except for one that season's readings happy 2014 which went out a year ago which I will change for this coming 15 everything else is static and uh, it can be but a lot went into it in the graphics in the photography hiring a photographer buying some photos to off Shutterstock creating the wording the logo the whole thing it did take a process of hiring some experts but it's done once it's done, it's done. How long was that process for you? Months, a couple of months. Okay. If you're committed to doing it, spend the time. Spend the time to build it. It may cost you time and money, but if you're serious about it, you really want to build a niche, it may take you months, it may take you a year to get the right information, the right pieces, marketing pieces in place, the right connections, but in the long run, it'll be well. And get feedback, too. Yeah. Along the way, we have a lot of team investors we bounce ideas on, but don't sail into the solo. Also, be open to change because you said it. it also, falls, so. I just want to jump in one last thing, and then we'll. I also work with a lot of people, different age groups. I mean, I when I do something, I don't want to just bounce it around people my age. I want to bounce it around people like Amy's age, twenty something or early thirty something. So I have experts that are. I mean, the video people and the graphic people—they're all like a lot younger than me, and that's great because you want that vision. But I think we've also got to remember that. When we're building this, it's not about what we do and what we give out. Our brand is who we are and how we do business. And so, you know, there are a lot of agents out there, you read all this wonderful stuff and you look at all this great bells and whistles and that's great, but when you actually see how they're doing business, that's really who the brand is. And we're all brushed by that. And I think, you know, we've, um, for, for me, um, we're, we're taking the pendulum and swinging it completely the opposite direction and saying we forgot about the consumer and so we're not the billboard in the front of everybody's front yard. It is about the consumer. And so when you're talking about marketing pieces and whatnot, it's not abnormal to see uh, me out of my jeans and a sweatshirt laying on the ground taking a look through a gate to be sure with our photographer that we're getting, you know, the, the right picture and we should be sure that we're marketing um, that property and not forget about the property and the consumer because I think that we need to brand and market really strongly to build to prospect and to network. But once, once we have that listing, it's not about us anymore. It shouldn't be about us anymore. It needs to be about the consumer and it needs to be about the proposal. Bruce, how do you go after the client referrals? Do you have a program where you offer an incentive? And I don't know. You stay in touch with me. And I'll tell you that it's interesting. The pyramid gets bigger for 18 years of business. The pyramid is for years. The pyramid is quite small. After 18 years or 25 years, the pyramid of finance is massive. It's a lot of communication. That's why I have on that professor's paper. I don't, I don't do any. I'm laser focused on client care. And I've got my wife as my client care specialist. And we both devote. And it's never enough time. It isn't. We're instituting a thing where I have people move to a lot of things. A lot of things kind of run on the issues, too. Definitely. That's a good issue. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
to your host. And to, That's the knowledge. And to the treehouse. And to the treehouse. Yeah. Okay. A long time ago. I, I have a treehouse niche. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really bad, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You've got a treehouse motorcycle family niche. There you go. See, that's, well, that's my other niche, because I do, we do lattes and learning yeah. once a week yeah. at the office. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. So I think that's a good thing. We, we kill them. That's a terrible word. We shower our past clients with a lot of attention. We just try to stay in touch as much as possible. That gets back to being genuine and genuinely caring about people. Um, the number one thing that we hear in our industry is <clears throat> commissionitis. Um, if you make every transaction about the dollars, you're never going to succeed in this business. <coughs> Ever. You may do well for six months, you may do well for a year, but if you're not genuinely caring about the people that you are working with, and even not working with, making the decision with them that, ne that the move that they wanted to make isn't the right one, being honest and being real with them is going to go a lot further than, than, than pushing sales on them. People hate to be sold. I don't care who they are. Don't sell them. Be yourself. Focus on the people. That's the number one thing. There's a great thread that did Jill, Jill Price. Uh, she put something on one of the websites that, that we follow. And it basically said, look, I'm, I'm canceling my bus as if it was the size of the garbage. You know, something in the people are here. Oh, where should I put that money? And the, the main response to that, take a client up for lunch once a week, right? Take, touch somebody, not in the they were not do that. Touch somebody in a way that they're going to put in You have to reach out to these people. How, how odd is it that we've got someone in a car for weeks, driving around and showing them houses, or we're lifting a home, we're there every day, my life is staging, best friends, and then, Okay, um, absolutely anything and everything for myself. 
cooking to mortgages to uh, what, is, what are the new colors for 2015? Um, really, honestly, I, my clients and my friends talk about me. That I, it is through social media, and it's connecting by in person. I'll run into somebody on the street. Hey, I ran into a friend of yours yesterday. He says great things about you. Wow. So it 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 again. It becomes very very organic. Since my business is relatively new, and I think I'm definitely the newest in the group here, only a couple of years, uh, I think the fact that I've developed these marketing plans, and I have this material, and when I know of somebody uh, that is thinking of moving, I've heard by the grapevine in various condo buildings I'm involved in, as well as homes in the area, I will hand deliver my material, which is several of these booklets, I mean flyer materials, and not flyers, they're very nice cards, eight and a half by five cards, a series, with a letter on my corporate letterhead. I have my own, and I say I understand that this is, we have a loss in the family, we will make my future. Even people talk to people, I've heard about this, I'm very sorry to read lost mom and, and I usually know about these things, I hear about it, and if you're at all thinking of interviewing people whenever you're ready, I would love to meet with you. It's a personal letter that goes with this booklet, that this attachment group thing that I put together, and that's how I get these calls, because she's thinking, hey, she heard about me, she's got me to, and I have, and I care, and I'd like to meet them. And they see the presentation, or I have a note, but usually a really nice letter that I customize in order because I know the person by somebody else. It takes some work, planning, time, customization, as well as through Facebook. I really use that. I put in real estate, I sort of dig it in there somewhere. With all the lifestyle stuff, real estate gets put in once a week at least, not every day. All right, so thank you everyone for being here. Uh, we're out of time. Uh, there's probably a lot more questions you can ask. If you guys want to have them after, thank you very much for